Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. We had a listing agent come to us. They had this presentation and it had all of this stuff. So I don't know if you remember back in the day when, when they had the Charlie Brown specials. And when you watch the Charlie Brown stuff on TV, when they went to the classroom with the teacher, the teacher was always like, wah, wah, wah. So I'm sitting there in the dining room at the table. This listing presentation is going on. And after about five minutes, that's what I hear. I'm not. I mean, I'm just totally glazed over because there's just tons of information being thrown at me. And this agent is smiling. They're like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, dude, I I don't know. I, I don't know what difference this really makes. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Before we begin, here's a word from our sponsor. You know the role of the real estate agent has changed forever. And if you want to succeed in today's market, you need the right insights and tools from a source you can trust. Keeping current matters makes it easy to be the market expert your clients expect. With trusted insights that give you the confidence you need and timely content that gives you the presence you want, KCM helps you drive credibility and consideration. Learn more about how to master the market and your marketing with Keeping Current Matters by visiting trykcm.com forward slash Realtrends to learn more. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, I'd like to welcome Robert Kennedy III, a leadership and communications expert, corporate trainer, and best-selling author. So welcome, Robert. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) how you doing? How you doing, Tracy? Wouldn't that be fantastic? If any time you entered a room, they introduced your name and then you just had all sorts of stuff and a band started playing and and it would you would just be memorable. Tracy, come on. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I really want to start at the beginning because at one point in your career, you were a real estate agent. So um, tell me about that and, and how you transitioned to becoming a, um, you know, corporate trainer and leadership expert and, um, and author. Well, I actually have my license here in the state of Maryland that I am now. So I have my real estate license here, but in the mid or, or the early two thousands, I was actually teaching and I was transitioning out of teaching. We had just had a child and my wife was home and I said, I wanted to I'd been interested in real estate. So I became a real estate agent. I was in the state of Massachusetts at the time. And that was during that time of real estate where you literally could just open your front door and sell a house, right? (laughs) You didn't have to do a whole lot. The market was just like nuts at that point. Uh, And so I did that until 2008 when we transitioned from Massachusetts to Maryland. 
And when I came to Maryland, I didn't get my license immediately because the requirements were a lot more stringent in Maryland than they were in Massachusetts. And of course, it wasn't reciprocal. So I kind of leaned a little bit back into my teaching experience, started to develop courses, then started to develop trainings and started to train corporations on how to short or how to create courses. And then that morphed into leadership and then communication training as well. So it's been a little bit of a road, a little bit of a journey. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, a lot of real estate agents, like you said, there are a couple markets where you could just open your front door and sell a house. And and that's not happening right now. Um, the market has shifted a bit. And I think there, there are a lot of um, new agents, new to the business agents who have never seen a slower market. Um, they're used to just, you know, multiple offers, quickly selling homes. So what kind of mindset is so important right now? So let's talk a little bit about that and, and what advice do you have for real estate professionals to kind of give them a growth mindset during this time? Wow. Well, there are a lot of different things that I could say. I would say get as much into that mindset space, read as much as you can, because if you stay inside of your own brain, you can have a whole lot of negative talk and things that develop in there just because your mind is searching for something to grab onto at that point. Zig Ziglar uh, said back in the day, he said, you can have whatever you want or, or as much as you want if you help enough people get what they want. <laughs> right. And so uh, if you start to think about things like that, not just thinking about, oh, my gosh, how do I get some money right now? Oh, my gosh, how do I sell a house right now? But what is it that people actually want? And that may allow you to be even more creative around how you serve them as well, because people may not necessarily want a house just yet, but there may be some other experiences on that road to real estate ownership that they might want that you might be able to help with. And you might be able to even create some more business opportunities for yourself outside of just simply the real estate uh, buying and selling transaction. There may be some other things that may come to mind that now when people are ready for that sales process or that buying process, they think of you because you've helped them down that path. So creativity is going to be helpful if you just keep your mind and your eyes open for other opportunities as well. But bottom line, uh, get in the space of reading and get in that space of how can I really help people? And I mean, I think that's really key. And um, I spoke with a real estate agent the other day who saw the transition coming and started over a year ago, really working with seniors to help them transition out of their housing. And, you know, there are a lot of a lot of um, issues that seniors have with, you know, what do they do with their stuff? How do they, you know, how do, what do, you know, do they really want to leave the house that they grew, grew you know, have their family in? And so what she does was, was provide value around that, some solutions to the problems they had. And then a year later, now she's starting to see the fruits of her labor. Um, you know, and she's seen some of the fruits earlier than a year, but in that particular niche, um, that's providing value exactly like what you're saying. Um, and I think it's important for brokers to understand that as well. So let's talk about it from a leadership standpoint. Um, what can what can you do um, as a leader to thrive during this time? Wow. Well, <laughs> so there, there, that's a really big question because it's it, when you talk about leader, where we're, are we looking at leader of an organization? Are we looking at leader of a department or 
are we talking about leadership of, of self? Because a lot of people don't think of themselves as leaders because they say, oh my gosh, I don't have the title. I haven't been appointed as the manager of the brokerage or the associate broker. I haven't gotten that specific title, right? And so uh, leadership really can be either you leading people or it can also be you deciding to be the first to be in some space. Maybe nobody's following you yet, but you're the pioneer in that space. So what is it, especially during this time? Some of the downtimes in history are some of the times when people are most creative, right? If we go back to the, the Great Depression in the, in the early 20s, those are some of the most creative times. If you look at the car industry, that depression time was when a lot of those inventions were taking place, right? Henry Ford was coming out with all sorts of stuff back at that time. Right. And the, the, the Wright brothers just maybe a couple of a decade and a half before that. Right. So when you have downtimes, how can you move into that creative space for yourself? And then even if you feel like you're not a creative person, how can you create a mastermind? How can you get other people and say, hey, what can we do? What can we create together? Right. Because three brains, four brains, five brains put together are sure to have more ideas than just one. So leadership may come about just with you deciding that, hey, let's look at how we can not just accept status quo, but look to create something new. No, that's a great point. And um, it kind of flows right into the book that you wrote, which is Seven Ways to Know You Were Meant to Lead. So from a real estate perspective, um, First of all, I want to talk from a real estate brokerage or manager perspective in recruiting. What are some of those things that they can spot in agents to see their potential as possible leaders of the brokerage? Um, and then we'll kind of go into agents who can be leaders of their own destiny. So, so courage is a big is a big thing. So, if you're asking questions, you might look at things like when, how do you solve problems or how do you handle different challenges? When was the last time that you encountered something really challenging, really even scary? And how did you deal with it? What was, what were your steps? And you can kind of get a sense of how people navigate themselves through challenges. Do they, do they wait for somebody else to come along? Do they wait for somebody to partner with them? Or are they like, you know what, this is a learning opportunity you know what? <laughs> this is an opportunity to do something amazing. So looking for those, those courage uh, indicators is, is, a, is an important thing when you're thinking about recruiting uh, agents. You know, are they just going to wait for the market to do certain things? Are they just going to wait for you to give them specific instructions? Or are they going to take initiative? Are they going to be creative? Are they going to hustle? Are they going to do what it takes to make sure that sales happen, that relationships happen, that connections happen, and, and they're able to move forward even without a lot of resources. Yeah, definitely. And, and from an um, individual perspective, what are, what are some of the seven ways um, that, that you know, agents can, can see that leadership in themselves? Wow. So I think one of the ways that I wrote is that leaders choose results over credit. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we want to do things because we're going to get the credit for it. And sometimes leaders are the ones who say, you know what, I don't care who gets the credit. We just need to move forward in, in, in this industry or in this way. So um, 
can can we get together a group of people? So and in in the real estate space, sometimes it might be you might be looking at forming a team, right? Maybe you are you're you're just you're, you've been a salesperson or an agent for uh, a little while, but you just have been working by yourself. Now it may be time for you to say, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can identify some others around in order to not just form this team, but maybe you've got a, a, an approach that you've got. Maybe you've got a way that you go about sales. Maybe you've got a way that you care for people specifically, like your friend that said, you know what? I want to deal with the older population. Maybe you've got some people that are saying, hey, you know what? We have that interest too. Let's form a team and create a focus here so that we can really pour our energies there and just like accelerate and gain some momentum in in that space. So from a real estate perspective, yeah, choosing results over credit. This is a great time to begin looking at that. Yeah. And um, and like you had said, with with niches, um, you talk a lot about storytelling and being able to tell your story and. Um, through your marketing and through your promotion. So, you know, and and choosing a niche that you're passionate about, you know, obviously not to the exclusion of other other potential buyers and sellers, but choosing a niche that you're passionate about, um, knowing how to tell your story is is really important. So um, tell me a little bit about the process of, you know, the techniques involved in telling your story and what you've learned over the years. Man, you you asked some really huge questions. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we, we could spend an entire episode on that question alone. So, well, we have plenty of time. Yeah. So storytelling is huge because since the beginning of time, that's how we've connected or communicated with each other, right? Before we were writing, before we were reading on the internet or before we had phones or before there were books, we were orally presenting and talking. And when we were sitting around the campfires back in the day, we weren't talking about data. We were not talking about market says this. We were not talking about how much the, the the comparative market analysis is, or what or what the what the what the recent history of the neighborhood and the schools. And we weren't talking about that. We were talking about what the kids did, or what grandma and grandpa did, or what happened uh, at. No, they didn't have church then. But you know what? <laughs> we were talking about happenings, right? We were talking about stories and. The reason that that is successful is because people see themselves inside of stories. People connect and they relate to to stories, right? When you when you share information with people, what happens in the human brain is the human brain is like and it flips through this Rolodex of experiences. Did I experience that? Do I want to experience that? Uh, And do I not want or do I not want to experience that thing? (laughs) Right. So if I'm creating stories, if I'm sharing stories, um, that's going to connect with people. For example, if I am looking to connect with people who have never bought a home before. Right. I want to start relating. You know what? When I first bought my home. I remember being super nervous. I swore I was never going to find the right house. We looked at 10 houses. We looked at 15 houses. And I just swore that I was not going to find the house that fit me. I I was looking for over six months, right? Is that something that's going to connect with people? Maybe people that are in the, yeah, they're going to know a little bit about how you felt about it and maybe some of what they should expect. Maybe you want to talk to them about the closing process. Man, when I was at the closing table that first time, 
I, my, I needed, to, I felt like I needed wrist supports because I signed my name so many times. By, by the time I got to the end, I didn't even recognize my own signature anymore. <laughs> right? Those, those are yeah. small stories that you can share with mm-hmm. people that allow them to connect with experiences that they don't want to have, want to have, or may have had already. And, and you could, I mean, this is, you tell me, it seems that you could really use this technique to solve problems as well. And um, let's talk a little bit about that and, and how to, um, how to figure those problems out, first of all, and, and then provide solutions. Right. Well, problems, I think, I think like stories and experiences, problems are, is, a, is something that all of us have, right? We've, none of us who's been born since the beginning of time has lived life without a problem. You know, if you have, then come on over to my house and let me know. I mean, my wife and I would love to sit down. <laughs> right? But problems are something that we all have. So all of us approach problems differently. All of us have different perspectives on problems. So sometimes if there is a problem and we can all sit at the table and say, Hey, you know, have you experienced this before? Tell us about the time that you experienced that. Okay. Yeah. This is when I experienced it. And this is what I did. Oh no, I, I experienced that too, but I didn't do it that way. Here's how I did it. Why'd you do it that way? Oh, well, because I had this resource. I had this, I had this amount of money. I had my, I was living at home with my parents at the time. So I was able to do this. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. So uh, if we can compare experiences and create roadmaps or or methodologies uh, based on how we navigated some things, then we're able to solve problems that way as well. I mean, that's that's how the how engines are built. That's how technology improves based on experiences and then identifying breakdowns and failures inside of the previous experiences. Yeah. And you talk a little bit about. um you know, your presentation skills and how to improve your presentation skills. And um, we can really relate that to listing, getting the listing and and listing presentations. So what are some tips that you have for, um, you know, beefing up your listing presentation in this time? And what should you really be focusing on? Yeah. So I remember the first time that we were getting ready to sell our house. And we had a listing agent come to us and they had this presentation, which was beautifully colored and it was very thick and it had all of this stuff. So I don't know if you remember back in the day, they used to have the, you know, we're just about a Thanksgiving time when, when they had the Charlie Brown specials. And when you watch the Charlie Brown stuff on TV, when they went to the classroom with the teacher, the teacher was always like, wah, wah, wah. So I'm sitting there in the dining room at the table. This listing presentation is going on. And after about five minutes, that's what I hear. I'm not. I mean, I'm just totally glazed over because there's just tons of information being thrown at me. And this agent is smiling. They're like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, dude, I I don't know. I I don't know what difference this really makes to me. I just want to sell my house. (laughs) I just want to sell it. Right. So it would it would have much wouldn't been much more effective if they had come in and said, OK, yeah, you want to sell your house. OK. You know, wh- why do you want to sell it? What, what are you hoping to happen with? OK, cool. 
last time or or the last time we we connected with a couple like you, they had a young child and they had a house, they had a four bedroom house just like yours. They were getting ready to move out of state. And because they were getting ready to move out of state in six weeks, we had to do this with the house. This was the experience that we went through. And it was challenging, but here's how we handled it. Right. Yeah. So now I've got a connection. So you're seeing, okay, yeah, they understand the process. It's not that they're just trying to grab my money. They understand what it's like to be hold on human right? and have issues and have fears and emotions through this thing. So that's what I want to recommend the agents uh, inject humanity again into your presentations, connect with people. That's the most important word being connective, creating connection. And you do that by asking questions and not immediately going into your spiel. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think. And that goes into storytelling as well. Um, you know, being able to access those stories that that based on the information you're given, you can then, you know, connect with them with a with a story that might resonate with them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the hard part for people a lot is they don't always know what story to tell. When the reason that we don't do that is because we don't always practice accessing those stories. We don't practice capturing those stories. So so in, with storytelling, you said that they um, a lot of times agents don't necessarily practice the the stories yeah. and the dialogue and the scripts and things that they, they should be remembering without having to repeat them as a script. Um, so they sound yeah. can. So what are what are some suggestions you have that uh, from a presentation and from a storytelling perspective um, what are some things they should be doing to prepare? There's a great book by a guy named Matthew Dix called Story Worthy. And he talks about a practice that he has at the end of every day. At the end of every day, he sits down and he writes down, what are three or four things that happened to me today? What are three, you know, oh, I went to the supermarket. Oh, I went to pick up my kids at school. And as he captures those and as he thinks about that, he writes down beside them, was there a lesson that I learned beside that? So now he's got these stories, these experiences and lessons right beside it. And he's doing this daily. And as he does this, he's continually looking at his life to capture or to pull information. And once you, once you get in that habit and you go back and you look at it and you always have access to these stories, you begin to get better at that. And then as you get better at that, you, the, the more that you begin to tell these stories or pull from those stories, it becomes much easier for you to see stories inside of your everyday experiences or recognize which stories are going to be important. So two things. Number one, capture the stories. Number two, begin telling them. Resist the urge to jump into information. Resist the, the urge to jump into data. Instead, figure out what is the feeling? What is the emotion? What is the personality of the person or the, of, of the experience that the people are having? Well, how, how do you relate or create connection inside of that and use a story to do that? And you said it earlier, asking a question is a really great way for people to begin playing a video in, inside of their heads. Because uh, from a science perspective, I think I said earlier, I, I was a teacher for a little while. I was a science teacher. Our brains respond in a certain way. There's this thing scientists called instinctive elaboration. And simply that means when we hear a question, we can't help but answer it in our brain. 
right? No matter, no matter how hard you try, it may not come out of your mouth, but your mind begins to try to answer the question. So if you ask people a question, and especially if it's a question that's an open question, not a, not a yes or no or closed question, you create experiences in their brains. How would you feel if, what would it be like if you could, what was it like the last time, right? So that you begin to help people figure out what is it, what it is that uh, they want to connect with and relate with and what story, what experience they want to have as well. Yeah. And it allows you then to take the the data and give them the appropriate data that they're actually looking for rather than everything yes. under the sun. So <laughs> all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and, and I find that really interesting. I think that we've been in a somewhat transactional mode with real yeah. estate um, and real estate is, you know, as we say, hyper local and re- it's all about relationships. And I think that right now um, agents are are really thinking, OK, I have to shift from that transactional mindset to a relationship mindset. Um, and I think sometimes that could be difficult. I don't really want to call five people today. I don't really want to, you know, meet people for coffee, uh, you know, but those are hurdles they they have to get over. So what are what do you see and what are some um, some kind of tips or strategies that you have for for moving your business from transactional to relational relational? So there are a couple of different ways of forming relationships. There's the relationships where I literally walk up to you and shake your hand. And there's the relationship where I give information and you just happen to interact with that relationship. For mm-hmm. example, um, have you ever had the experience of you watched a TV show for a very long time and you happen to see the see the actor or see the person in person in public somewhere and you just feel like you know them right you feel like oh my gosh I, i've been watching your show since 1994 right? yeah. and you just feel like you like you know them so what happens is if i get a postcard in the mail from a realtor who's in my neighborhood they're like hi my name's ann i'm in your neighborhood and i get this card i see a picture of ann and I never hear from Anne again. I have not formed a relationship with Anne. Anne's got to do several things. Anne's got to either um, come to my door, ring the bell, knock on it, and say, hey, I sent you a postcard last week. Did you happen to see it? Listen, I just enjoy sending postcards. You like the color. Wasn't it pretty? You know, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Anne's got to do that. Or Anne's got to um, put something in the postcard that says, hey, I'm doing a video on um, the experience of buying or selling your home for the first time. Come check it out or go watch it. And I go and watch it. And then Anne says, yep, I'm doing a video next week or I'm doing another one the, the week after that. And then I'm doing a series of seven videos. And if I'm watching those videos, Anne has not come to my door, but Anne has come to my door. Yeah. Right. And as I'm able to say, oh, Anne's answering my questions. So now when I think about selling, I'm thinking about Anne because Anne has established expertise Anne has taken up, hey, check this pun out, Anne has taken up some real estate in my brain. So we've got we've got a couple of ways to form relationships and we've got to focus on that instead 
as you, you mentioned, instead of just simply being transactional? Yeah. And um, I mean, I know an agent who um, bought several sets of those big, huge happy birthday signs that you stick in people's mm-hmm. yards. And she yep. has an assistant go, I think now her database is so big that she has to pick only, you know, a, a handful of her best, you know, clients or customers. Yeah. But she puts them out, surprises them in the morning and that they immediately call her usually or text her or and yeah. and I mean, she is she's reaching out, but not in an obnoxious way. And, um, you know, it, it really is one of those things that builds a relationship because they think, wow, how thoughtful that she would do something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see or do you have any other um, other ways that, you know, through social media or, um, you know, different ways that they can connect? I mean, there has to be more than one way you connect with a person. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the social media is 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 huge. I mean, it's about creating both virtual and in-person connections. Uh, you might start going to meetups, go mm-hmm. to meetup.com and you can figure out what are the spaces that people are connecting around maybe something that you are passionate about. OK, it may be the elder elderly people and their, some of the challenge that they're that they're having. It may be figuring out, um, you know, if you are a caretaker of some sort, you know, your parents are getting older and you're you're in that space where you've got to figure out, can you go to a meeting and connect with people around those things, connect with people around things that don't only have to do with real estate? All right. Um, you know, my <laughs> last question is really, what are three actionable strategies that you can offer right now for real estate professionals or real estate leaders Um to help them get more business and thrive. Yeah. So the first thing is really finding out what people want. Yes, people want to buy houses. Yes, people want to sell homes. But people are also asking all sorts of questions on the Internet, having to do with real estate or things tangential to it. So find Mm -hmm. out what people want. You may do that through through keyword searches. You may do that through using YouTube or even Amazon. You may do that through um, going to a site like answerthepublic.com and finding out what questions people are asking around real estate, right? So that's number one. Number two, um, get in front of people. I just mentioned meetup.com as as a possibility. You may, you may decide that you're going to jump into Facebook groups. You may get into LinkedIn groups or Twitter spaces or get on Clubhouse where people are talking about some of these things. So they, the, the big sales adage is find out who your target market is and find out where they hang out, right? And then go hang out in those spaces. So those are two big things. And then I think the third thing is working on you, working on you. We started this out with with mindset. What is something that I can do to grow my mindset? What is something that I can do to grow my my courage? What is something that I can do to grow, get better daily? James Clear has this great book called Atomic Habits, and it talks about just doing small things daily, you know, to be to be better. I think if we go, if we use the real estate example, Gary Keller has the book One Thing, right? What is what is your one thing that you can focus on in order to really get better? daily, become 1% better daily and, and, and maximize that compound effect. 
Well, Robert, thank you so much for joining the Real Trending podcast. You you had some really great advice for agents who are who are really uncertain in today's um, market and uncertain of the path to take. And I think um, it's just important for them to realize that the market is continually shifting, that we're never in the same market. And the things that um, can make them successful are really very simple. Build relationships, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.